Quest for Gold, where we give you weekly updates ahead of the summer games in Tokyo. We start with USA Gymnastics and a horrific story of abuse that took a dramatic turn Thursday. Michigan's Attorney General calling the apparent suicide of indicted gymnastics coach John Gettert a tragic end to a tragic story. Gettert coached the 2012 Olympic gold medal winning U.S. women's gymnastics team known as the Fierce Five. But Thursday was indicted on 24 counts related to trafficking and abusing young women and girls in connection with the Dr. Larry Nasser case. He's always claimed no knowledge of the abuse inflicted by Dr. Nasser. His body was found Thursday at a rest area. Araceli Crescencio is in Clinton County, Michigan. Officials describe his injury as a self-inflicted wound. Gattard was known to carry a concealed weapon. And this comes hours after he was charged with committing crimes such as sexual assault and human trafficking at Twistarts, the gym he owned and ran for decades in Diamonddale. He was scheduled to appear in court before an Eden County judge, but he never showed up. Several Nasser victims claimed it was Gattard who recommended they be treated by Nasser. Rita Weber, the mother of a Olympic gold medalist Jordan Weber said she wanted to see Gettert punished for years, but never imagined something like this. She says it's tragic. I feel for his family. It's looking unlikely that Tiger Woods' dream of becoming an Olympic gold medalist will become reality after his bad crash in Southern California this week. Harbor UCLA Medical Center says Woods has been transferred to Cedar sinai Medical Center for continuing orthopedic care and recovery. Micah Ullman reports from Los Angeles. Doctors say Woods is in good spirits and is positive about his recovery and the future. He says he has no recollection of the crash itself. He will likely spend at least a week at Cedars before he is able to head home to Florida. Woods shattered the tibia and fibula bones in his right leg. Track and bobsled star Lolo Jones was seen voluntarily exiting MTV's The Challenge this week. On the show, she said she had to in order to train for the Olympics. But after the show aired this week, Jones took to Twitter saying MTV forced her to quit, saying she was pulled aside before the show and told to make it look like she needed to leave. She tells people it's not a real competition, but a TV show. Jones does admit that leaving the show did allow her to make the USA bobsled team. It'll be a first in 2021. NBC Universal says it will air more than 1,200 hours of programming from the Tokyo Paralympics this summer, including airing sports in primetime. The Paralympics run from August 24th through September 5th. The U.S. women's national soccer team beat Argentina 6-0 in Orlando this week to win its fourth straight She Believes Cup. Goals were tallied by Alex Morgan, Carly Lloyd, and two by Megan Rapino. On the track, 23-year-old Grant Holloway, the reigning world champ in the 110-meter hurdle, notched a record in the 60-meter hurdle at the World Indoor Track Tour in Madrid. The 60-meter is not an Olympic event. The U.S. men's and women's rugby teams both finished third in in the Madrid Sevens tournament, the first competitive matches they've been a part of in a year. Both teams have already qualified a spot in the summer games. Activists and lawyers are reportedly targeting the IOC's most high-profile sponsors tied to next year's Beijing Winter Olympics to try and bring light to reported human rights abuses by China. Those top 15 IOC sponsors include Coca-Cola, Toyota, Visa, Samsung, General Electric, and Airbnb. Together, they pay at least $1 billion to the International Olympic Committee. In the next four-year Olympic cycle, those payments could reach $2 billion. During Quest for Gold, we've spotlighted dozens of Olympic hopefuls. For some, the pandemic has had minimal impact. For others, it's been an inconvenience. For others, it's forcing a decision on their athletic careers. We got a chance to sit down with Greco-Roman wrestler Robbie Smith. He competed for Team USA in Rio in 2016 and was hoping to be back on the mat in Tokyo to make a run for a gold medal. 
but things have changed. Let's start with 2016. Um, what what was the experience like in Rio? It was amazing. It's a it was a dream come true. Uh, so from my my big run, I've been in the sport now for shoot, uh, what are we? since 05, 16 years at the senior level. So I didn't really hit my stride until 2016 when I actually, or 2013, to when I actually went from 211, 196 kilos to uh, to 130 kilos. And um, so I made a big jump and I was the number one heavyweight in the country. And um, I was really starting to hit that stride. And the goal was always Olympics, Olympic gold medal, world goals, all that stuff. I went to the 2015 worlds and had the best tournament of my life um, and qualified the weight class to go to Rio. And at that point in time, when I qualified the weight class to go to Rio, so at that moment in time, I looked my coach that's been my coach since I was nine years old. I looked at Denny I says, we're going to Rio. No, take, this is my spot and we're going. Um, and I made that true. You know, and it was it, it was a tough road. The hardest, the one of the craziest tournaments to ever wrestle in. I mean, Olympics, Worlds, yes, that's crazy. It's it's great. It's the best competition, whatever. But the trials, Olympic trials, any other trials, World trials, nothing like that. Kind of kind of goes how how you think. Olympic trials, people come out of the woodworks. People, you know, they, everybody wants to be the Olympian. Everybody wants to do that. If they didn't do it when they were younger, they to keep trying and just it that never stops. So you get brackets that are way bigger um, or random people in it. And so it's a tricky tournament and it's a very emotional. Um, it's, it's, it, I, I, that was my 2016. So I tried for eight, 12 and 16. Um, 2008, I took fourth at 96 kilo 2012 i took third and i was actually the number one seed in the mini tournament going in and i just i got in my head and uh psyched myself out before my first match lost to that walking into 2016 trials was like all right now this is strictly business we're here to destroy everybody we don't care there's no friends there's no nothing there's one goal at mine and that is to be the 2016 olympian so um Got the job done, went into uh, Rio. When we got down there, I don't know the dates exactly because it all kind of blends together. We got down there four days before I competed. So three days before I weighed in. And um, I had my Olympic moment when I was standing in the tunnel, looking out at the mats over to my left. I mean, I can see it clearly as my father, who's been with me for this whole journey, my mother, who's been there with me, my sister, who's been there with me, my, my girlfriend, who is now my wife, has been there, and they're crying, sobbing, because they, they, they see their, all this boil up to this one moment. And I started crying. And I was like, what the hell? You know? and, but you know, it was the experience of my whole life coming together. This whole big dream, this whole big, it was the climax. It was everything. You know? And it didn't finish how I wanted it to. And uh, you know, it's just... I, I still loved every moment of it and I still loved the journey of it. And I still loved afterwards how I got to be with my family and friends. And because it doesn't, it takes, I always say this and a lot of athletes do, it takes a village to make an Olympian. What wasn't wrestling kind of in flux then as far as an Olympic events from 2013, we didn't know what yeah. the future of the sport was going to end up being in the Olympics. 
So we didn't know. We didn't. We thought we were going to be kicked out in 2013. We did the whole petition. Uh, we got. This is now. This is the crazy part. So we got through 16. We were supposed to go back on the chopping block to see if we can make it to 2024. I'm an Olympic purist. I think the sports that are in there that have been in there, you know, since the first Olympics. Not 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 like Grand Agent Greece, but like you know. 1900, uh, 1908 and you know in, they're on those are the the true sports i feel the the greatest olympians are the 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 uh, the cathlon winners those are the guys that have to do so much you know that that is the olympian that is the person that we should put up on a pedestal you know the combat olympian is the wrestlers you know and the boxers these are the sports that i think should be risen to the top but now they're the ioc it's all about money and it's all about making that dollars and cents so now we're bringing in rock climbing and mmx biking and you know like stuff like that i'm like why this is this was they have x games and i might get flack for this but i don't care they have x games they have that's extreme sports that's sports you know, they say you have to evolve. Well, no, we have sports that are dedicated for the Olympics that have been there for, since the beginning of time. Why are we doing this? Why are we trying to mess it up? Raise those sports to a different level. Give them more TV time because, you know, the Jordan Burroughs, the Helens, the, you know, G'Angelo Hancocks, the, the guys that are going to be there, the, 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 the cream of the crop of the wrestlers are fantastic to watch. You just don't put them on TV. And if you do put them on TV, you put them on TV at, two o'clock in the morning when no one's watching. So it's like, like let's boost the sports there instead of adding, because we add those sports, we lose medals. 2004 is when we had men, women in uh, uh, men's freestyle, women's freestyle and Greco on the same. It was the first, I think, or no, 2000, maybe one of the two where we had 30 medals. We are now down to six, uh, 18. I mean, they keep cutting us medals, you know, to get into the Olympics, just as a wrestler to get into the Olympics is more impressive than actually wrestling in the Olympics and winning a medal. So what, what happened, what happened when you got back from Rio then was, was your focus? um, I want to go back. I want to do this again. You were what, 28 years old, something like that. Or were were you? Uh, So I was 20. Well, I was 29. Um, and, uh, I was thinking retire, uh, you, you could be done. Um, wrestle, it, it was I, just I've too much I'd, whole, the whole process. It, yeah. it just burn you oh, out or yeah, yeah. It, it is, uh, it's very draining. Um, it's very, um, it's not the, the lead up is not fun. Um, the lead up is actually very hard. The lead up is, um, like and not just physically, emotionally. I very I stepped back for a while. Um, it's off. I took a few months just to be with my family, girl, uh, and kind of reevaluate. I always because we you, we do that. We always tell, but I always tell myself, you know, hey, you're gonna go to do do through 2017. And then after that, we'll evaluate and see because making a rash decision of going to um, uh, just you're done right after the Olympics. It's kind of, it's rough. It's kind of, uh, 
you know, you can't just do that because you're so focused on the Olympics. So you kind of have to give yourself time to, to reevaluate what's going on. Um, I was really dealing with injuries, but I was fighting through them, fighting through them, fighting through them. Um, May through 2017 and made the world team, wrestled really well, actually, at Worlds. And, um, you know, I was still on top 2018, and then my injuries just caught up to me. Uh, I just had reconstruction surgery in 2019 on my shoulder. Uh, the last two years were really rough uh, that way. But I've had a great career at that point. I was ready to walk away at that point, too. But what's hard with um, sports, first of all, wrestling, it's addicting, but is – you you put everything into the sport you kind of leave your everything else behind your i don't have a, a diploma I, I didn't go to college um all this stuff so i didn't know what i was going to do so i just stuck with wrestling and i got a call from northwestern saying hey we would like you to come up here so i was like oh that's a great opportunity into my line of coaching you know i can start you know wrestle for a couple more years get through the quad and then transition to a coach. Like it was actually starting to come together. Um, and so it was really, really awesome. Uh, I had the opportunity, but my body was like, Whoa, yeah, I, I've held together for so long. We got to start taking care of our, taking care of our injuries. And, you know, I went to nationals in 18, one nationals I was number one seed at trials. Um, my, I had some issues at trials. My body just kind of broke down. And then the next year after that, my body, my shoulder was a sh shot, shot. And then, but what you happens is you, as an athlete, you don't, if you don't compete and you don't wrestle, you don't get your health insurance. I have a wife. I have, you know, I have to have health insurance and um, I don't have a job to pay for health insurance. So I, that the only way for me to keep it was to wrestle. So I was sack. It was, it's kind of ironic because I'm sacrificing my body to keep my health insurance but my body's like, no, 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 we can't because you're breaking down. It's, you're, it's, it's, it was, it was just, it's really hard. And, um, so, you know, that was kind of where I was at. It was just, I was just trying to, I was wrestling to survive. Is Tokyo even an option at that point? I mean, you, you oh, seem to yeah. still be going down that path. Yeah. And it was because I was, I was training at Northwestern. I was doing well and I made the decision like, Hey, if we're going to the Olympics. We got to fix, I got, I got to fix myself. Like I wrestled at trials in 2019. I was wrestling with half my body, you know, uh, my uh, Greco, we can't use our legs. We can't hook or whatever. You know what I it's, it's, it's the rules. It's all upper body. So I'm only wrestling with one arm. You know, <laughs> it was really rough. Uh, I had no grip or nothing like that. So I talked to the coaches at Northwestern and stuff like that. Um, my employers up there and said, Hey, if we really want me to make this team, which I know I can, um, I got to get my surgery done. I have to have to get it done. So they're like, I, we agree 100%. We watched you wrestle. We think, you know, that was a big part of your problem. You just were, you were locked in. So I went and got surgery and, uh, I mean, it was hyper-focused. It was like, a, again, before 2016, it didn't matter that I lost. It, it was even, I think the losses were kind of a blessing in the way of, all right, we know what the problem is. We know you can wrestle. We know, I know I can wrestle. I know I can compete. I know I can beat these guys. I just got to get healthy, put 100% focus on making my shoulder as healthy and as strong as possible. And I was in, you know, rehab every day, doing it, everything right, everything right. And then just focusing on that and um, finally got the clear. All right, let's go. It's the go time. 
you know, I was lifting, getting strong, getting big. I mean, I was, I was peaking at the right time. Went to uh, Cuba, wrestled in Cuba, first international tournament I wrestled in in, uh, in almost a year. I um, took third in Cuba to actually the guy that beat the number one, our number one guy. Uh, he, I lost to him six two. He teched our number one guy in the first period. Like it was like I was really I was wrestling well wrestling well and really peaking i get home um i got real i got home i i i got real sick i don't know if i had covid i had didn't get tested because it was too early we didn't have tests yet but i i had a lot of symptoms of kind of that um i got real sick for two weeks and i get back i'm going to head to a camp up in minnesota with the big 10 so i was going with northwestern to or all right, the NCAAs, we we're going to have a big t- uh, camp up there. I was going to get ready. and We were just moments away from trials. And then um, I'm in practice with Northwestern, and we get the, the call saying the NCAAs have been canceled. And I was like, okay, well, that's big. I uh, wonder what's going to happen to me. Well, the, the trials were not canceled. Um, they're like, no, we're still going on. It's still going on. Blah, blah, blah. Everything's going on. We're still going to be good. We're still, we're still, this is going to be over in a couple months. We're, we're planning everything. And so I'm sitting there and I'm now trying to keep the mental state of, I got to go compete at a trials in three weeks that I don't know if it's going to happen, but I have to believe it is. You have to believe if you don't believe in it. It's not going to happen, but, but in the news, you're hearing how bad everything is mm-hmm. and, um, how, how, you know, everything's closing down. You hear how, where we're ha- supposed to have the trials is not letting any big competitions or anything happen, but they're still saying, no, we're fine. We're fine. We're good. We're fine. Olympics is still happening. We're still got the Olympic spirit. Blah, blah. And you're like, it, it was really a, a, a mental there's a choice word I want to use, but I won't. It was really a mental just mess up. I was in Illinois where everything was shut down. My, my gym shut down. I'm do- at one point in time, I'm training for the trials. I'm in my tiny little apartment with bands, uh, universal bands that my, uh, my formal coach invent, uh, you know, had a part in inventing using those walking up my 20 stairs, not r- running up 20 stairs in my little hallway and my two flat, finding um you know anything to carry lift to stay in shape for me to compete for a trials it was it was very stressful and then finally they said no we're not gonna do it you know at that point did you just pull the ripcord and say i'm done or did you still in your think you know maybe maybe 2021 maybe i can still do it oh no i definitely think i can still do it um I'm still training. It's it's just now uh, hard. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what I, really what I'm gonna do. I I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, I haven't retired. I haven't I haven't retired yet. I haven't uttered the words that I am retired from the sport of wrestling. Um, I know trials is in April. Uh, I know that I am still training, but I I, I also don't get paid from wrestling. Uh, so right now this is what, so we're going, um, and my life got just flipped upside down. Uh, I, I called Northwestern and said, Hey, what's, what's going on? And, um, 
he, I, I, they said, you know, we have our contract through September. We're good. You know, we'll, we'll at contract, we'll see where we're at, where we need to, what we need to do with the Olympics and all this stuff. And we'll go from there. I said, cool. So I thought, thought I was, job security was there. Um, three weeks later, they call, we got, we lost some donors and we can't pay you anymore. Um, and you have one more month of a paycheck and that's it. So they told me I was out. I said, okay, well, what do I do? I, I'm a, I'm a guy that my dad has always taught me. There's never a problem, always in a, always a solution. So, I mean, I just got on the phone, said, all right, you know, first person I call is my dad. You know, this is what happened. What do you got? What do we, what do we, what can we figure out? He's like, well, uh, he's in construction. He's like, I have a job for you. When we get home, uh, if you, when you, if you come home, you can work with, for me. Cool. So, and then I call a few other friends who offered me jobs before. I said, Hey, this is what happened. He's like, yeah, come back to Colorado. We figure out, well, that job didn't work out. I was supposed to be in uh, medical sales and stuff like that. And it uh, didn't work out. And, um, but that it's, I'm in, trying to find a job in the middle of COVID. So I went to my dad and said, all right, let's do construction. The reason why I was trying to go the other way was, um, my dad, if I worked for my father, I'm not going to be home. I want to be with my wife and stuff. And which is fine. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I was working for my dad. I was be gone for two, three weeks, come home for a couple of days. Then my wife got pregnant. <laughs> we got, we, we have a little boy on the way and, uh, you know, spending those weeks at home, you want to be with your wife. So, you know, and now it's like, okay, she wants me home. And, um, so I'm working two jobs. I work at Costco and then I'm, I'm roofing. So it's very difficult for me right now to say, all right, I got to put my life on hold to try to achieve a dream. I've already achieved, not get paid for doing it because no one's paying me money anymore. Um, it's what's, what's weird with wrestling. I've been in the beginning. I was never was number one. And then I became number one and everybody wants to help you. And then when you're not number one, no one wants to help you anymore. And uh, no one wants to help say, Hey, Robbie, you know, we know you still can do it. Like here, here's, you know, let me help you fund you, you know? And it's like, that'd be amazing. But no one's, no one's come knocking on my door and I haven't really gone knocking on anybody else's door because you, you, you hear no so many times that you, you're like, I can't hear no again. I need to start making money. So you go out and you find it, you know, I'm, I'm roughing for a month, her, our cousin, he has a roofing company in Colorado Springs, so I'm roofing for him in the afternoons. In the mornings, I'm working for Costco. I wake up at 3 a.m. and go work for five hours at Costco and then start roofing, you know, and then I got to find time to train. So this whole pandemic's thrown a wrench in my life. Um, I thought I was going to be, you know, Olympic champion 2020, 2020 and, and right off into the sunset, but didn't happen. So like I said, there's never a problem. There's always a solution. And I've made it work. My, our mother, my mother-in-law has let us live in her house rent-free. So I don't have to worry about that. My wife is doing amazing with her pregnancy and, and, and I'm, I'm blessed to be having a son coming in March and uh, I have family and friends around me and um, I, I get, I have food on the table and it's just, you know, it's what the life you live. And sometimes it's maybe this is just God telling me, Hey, but is this done, you know? And, uh, but 
at the same time, I can't be done because I still have my health insurance through <laughs> the wrestling. So I got to keep wrestling. When IOC president Thomas Bach said last week, he said that talk about um, postponing the games again, canceling the games hurts athletes. It sounds like that's true. I mean, it, One, every piece of information and, you know, it's not just wrestling, it's track, it's pool, it's swimming, it's, it's everyone. Once that seeps yeah. into your head that maybe this tournament's not going to happen, it, it does have an impact. It, it has a huge impact. Um, and all the athlete wants is honesty. That's it. Like plain and simple as anybody don't, we're not children. You don't have to keep it in, in the, the sheets over our eyes. We're not little kids to, to protect. Tell us what it's going to, what's going to happen. Cause then we can steer our lives the right direction for if it is going to be canceled, cancel it, cancel it, have it be done. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna sting. It's gonna. It's not. It's not gonna be fun. But it will be done. Move past it. If, if it's gonna happen, let it happen. Don't talk about cancellation ever again. No, we're having the Olympics. Just be honest. Be straightforward. Because if, if we're sitting there, still saying we're hearing from one side, it's not gonna happen. But then we hear from the other side. Oh, it is going to happen. Like I got an email from the uh, the USOPC saying, we know that you are hearing that it's going to be canceled. But what we've heard, we're still good. We're still going forward, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. Because the people in Japan don't want the Olympics anymore. I, I don't know if they've already had their, um, their, uh, uh, I don't know if it's for prime minister or whatever it is, the election they're having, but I know one guy is running against, if he, he gets in, he's taking it away. Uh, the people don't want it. You know, the country doesn't want it. It's not going to be a real Olympics. You know, we're not going to have their opening ceremonies. I just saw today on ESPN. They're, they're allowing a few fans, but they cannot cheer. If they cheer. They're kicked out. Like, it's like, what is this? What are we doing? What are we doing? And I mean, if it's going to happen, let's go full bore. And, and let's, let's do it. I mean, I know there'd be stipulations and stuff like that, but if it's not cut it, cause that's all athletes want. Do you think you'd, you'd be at peace with knowing that you're done? If, if that day comes and, and you wake up one day and say, it's, it's that I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go a different direction. Do you think you'd be at peace with that? It doesn't seem like you're quite at peace with it. It sounds like you got your feet kind of in both, uh, you know, on both sides of this. Well, I could go this way. I could go that way. And that's probably due to the pandemic, right? I mean, it's like you, none of us know what the future holds it's, at this point. Exactly. And it, it is due to the pandemic because I was, I was ready. I was ready to roll, you know, and, and I mean, so it was kind of, left at a question mark because I was, I was at peace after 2020. I was going to be done. There was going to be no 2021. I was going to be done. You know, I was going to walk away, but I still wanted to go to the Olympics, you know, like I still wanted to, to, to compete. And um, so uh, I know when I am done, I'll be just fine. I had a, a hell of a career. Um, I've been to 43 different countries. I have friends all around the world. Uh, I've been on, uh, four different world teams and Olympic team. Um, I've, I, in my run of being number one guy in the country, um, 
I never left the top 10 in the world. I won a Pan American Championships. I took fifth in the world twice. Uh, was highest I've ever been ranked in the world was third. Um, like I, I, there is, I, I've led a career that I ha- I can walk away from and be proud of and tell my son what I've done one day. I, I have no doubt in my mind when it's time for me to walk out to the pasture that I'll be just fine. Um, this sport is hard to walk away from. It's a drug. It's a drug. It's I call it a cult. You you drink the Kool Aid, and and you you can't walk away from it. But I won't walk away from the sport. I will just walk away from competing. I'll always be in this. I love coaching. I'm more passionate about uh, coaching than I am wrestling. Like I love coaching. Like it's it's in my blood. It's in it's in me. And um, I, I know I have I have the skills to make. Uh, world and Olympic champions, but also good human beings. Um, so, you know, hopefully I can do that one day um, and, and ride down that path. But, you know, again, we're in the, still in the middle of a pandemic. We don't even know if there's actually going to be an Olympics. Robbie and his wife are expecting a son this month. We're wishing them nothing but the best. Next week, we've got another fresh quest for gold for you, featuring a sailor who's been hunkering down in Spain. I'm Ryan Burrow. We'll see you then. 